This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome and well met, ladies and gentlemen. Come warm yourself by the fire and let us regale you with mighty tales. Tales of adventure, tales of heroism, tales of Tamriel. I am your host, Agelos, and with me this afternoon, I've got Nate, a.k.a. Misa. How are you, buddy? I'm doing very well, thank you. Fully invested in the spirit that is Justice Festival. I'm all ready to discuss that later, uh, and it's put me in a tremendous mood. Just a jolly, jolly little little bit of craziness going on, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you know, Argonians <laughs> pretending to be Nords, and Nords, you know, Khajiit pretending to be whatever the hell they was. But we'll get to, we'll get to that later, I don't want to uh, jump too far ahead, because that's just not my style. No, no, no. We're going good. Um, before we begin this show, I want to say thank you to a couple awesome people who support us over at patreon.com slash dungeon crawler network. That would be uh, Cameron, Steven Seitz, Fishmaker, and Tim. All of those people supported us this month as well, or added themselves this month, or up their pledges uh, on our Patreon. And that is greatly appreciated, everybody. Um, because, you know, unlike some shows, we do not have any form of corporate sponsorship. We are the PBS of podcasts. We are supported 100% by our community, and you guys are amazing. We really appreciate it. Uh, everyone out there who even supports that even just a dollar a month helps you know, alleviate a lot of the burden that, uh, that I was facing on my own, and it, it is really great. So I really appreciate that. Um, with that being said... We also do monthly giveaways for all of our Patreon. Every month we uh, pick somebody who, you know, randomly from the list of patrons and then give away something cool. Normally, you know, DCNware or whatnot. But we've actually have a special giveaway that we've been doing these past, like, two months because it's a pretty – no, it's actually, yeah, two months. Uh, it will be three because it was a pretty large gift. We are giving away a physical collector's edition of Morrowind. Uh, the winner will be selected on May 1st, so anyone who is supporting us at that time, you are eligible to win that, and we will pick that person, send you a message, and get all that information, send that out to you uh, um, when when that goes live. So 
Thank you so much to all of our Patreon supporters. You guys are great. Um, let's go ahead and rock right on into the news. Normally we do tales first, but there's so little news this week. We're just going to hit that up real quick before we go into tales. First up, we had patch 2.7.10, which contains some fixes and updates to the ESO privacy policy, which was not that really you know big of a deal. No one reads that anyway. I mean, you should, but no one does. <laughs> Nate, do you read the privacy policy? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I was expecting you to be like, absolutely, <laughs> you know, lying through your teeth there, but yeah. No, to be perfectly honest with you, the patch notes that accompany a game update for ESO are often so lengthy and require so much thought as to how it's going to affect characters and the game and what it might mean for the direction of the game that when it comes to license agreements and you, you know, privacy policies and stuff, I think, yeah, whatever. Do whatever you need. <laughs> whatever, whatever. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah, do whatever you need. I think there was a company a few years ago. We're already on the side note. Sorry, everybody. There was a company a few years ago. I think it might have been GameStop or a, a, a retailer like that who'd put in this privacy policy on their website that um, by shopping with this store, you um, the company owned your soul uh, in perpetuity. <laughs> until the end of time uh, but if you mentioned it to them you'd, you'd be released of this company and be given a reward card because I think they wanted to see how many people actually read the privacy policies and someone did flag it and say hey dudes you don't own my soul and they got a like, gift certificate or something it was, it was quite funny <laughs> that's actually so, yeah, really funny that someone... and, uh, maybe you know crown store payments or... right right no I, I, I don't doubt it but uh, there wasn't a lot to this patch they even said there wasn't a lot to this patch patch mostly contained a number of fixes for unreleased and future content that's not yet available, some of which obviously is the next thing we're going to talk about. Um, but they uh, fixed a number of issues with the group finding tool, issues surrounding Bold Escape, uh, and then added in a bunch of stuff for the Jester's Festival, which is what we're going to talk about this week. The Jester's Festival has hit us. Merriment has come to Tamriel. And a whole bunch of crazy stuff with a pig and a butcher. But, um, yeah. So that started, when was that? When did that start? It was the 23rd, was uh, it? Yeah. It's, I think, yes, the day before yesterday it's, it began. Right, day before yesterday and goes all the way to April 4th, which kind of fits in because with Jester's Day, you know, April 1st, April Fool's Day, you know, got to get get that in there. That's uh, what it's for. Yeah. I'm <laughs> as dense as a guaz ass. That is absolutely ridiculous that i didn't realize that until now of course that's why the jester's festival is on yep yep and it, it covers all the way up through april 1st that's why it's in this april time frame so it sort of fits uh so with the jester's festival comes a couple awesome things that you can get um a new hat uh host of new consumables which are you know whatever we'll we'll talk about those in a bit uh the jester's festival memento which is the cherry blossom branch as well as the oh, i have to pull it up here so i know exactly what it is i'm talking about the pie of misrule which is a consumable that you eat and gives you double experience for the uh, life of this event so you know just like the birthday cake and of course there's like four different crafting recipes and um a few other little things. Hey, do you, you get do. that cake at the beginning of the festival, or do you have to? Is it one of the random rewards in the? Nope, you get it right at the beginning. It's actually whenever, like, however you start the quest. Like, you can go to the crown store and get one of those free ticket things that start the quest. That's what they always do. As soon as you talk to the guy, it 
you know, you complete the quest and you get the cake. And then you can pick up the daily quests that are in each zone. Where is this cake? Because I have not eaten that cake, if that is true. It's under your mementos, called the cake, or the pie of misrule. Mementos. Yes. Yeah, Where's this cake. damn pie? Come here, you delicious treat. <laughs> Jubilee cake. Is that it? No. Nope, that was... nope. It's the pie of misrule is what it's called. The pie of misrule. Here he is. Yep. Hello. And Use. during the life of the event, you get a two-hour uh, double experience buff. Let me see. Yes, I do. So I can use that every two hours. Yep, and it persists through death and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, you can that use it every two hours. not made as clear as I would have liked that to have been. And this is perfect. It makes sense, doesn't it? Because for the New Life Festival, you had the keg, the beer keg. Yep. That gave you our experience buff as well. Yep, exactly. So let's actually go ahead and kind of go into a weird hybrid. We're going to go into our Tales of Tamriel, but before we actually do our individual tales, we are actually going to talk a little bit about the Jester's Festival, what we thought about, what we've done with it, all that fun stuff uh, in a nice little format. So um, first thing I want to talk about, the Pie of Misrule, since you obviously didn't know, the last two events, including this one, um, it's the they've always had double experience. I actually had someone who is joining the PC side and wants to play. I said, you know, now would be a good time because they're like, I'm just going to start over. I'm like, well, there's a double experience event. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, the Jester's Festival. And they looked at it and they're like, I didn't know there was double experience. I'm like, yeah, just like uh, just like the New Life Festival, there is a double experience buff, but it's a lot. Unlike the the uh, the holiday event, the celebration cake, the, it was very obvious what it was. The last two events, it's been kind of hidden. This one's been a little better than the last one, but um, it's been hidden, this double experience. People didn't really know it was a thing. Yeah, tell me about it. I mean, I mean obviously. I should have expected it, but, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if it was just because... I didn't look or wasn't reading or what I, I, I don't know, but somehow, yeah, somehow I missed this. If you didn't read the quest, like it doesn't really tell you right off the bat what's going on, right? Like when you finish the quest or when you accept the quest and you go to the one guy, uh, to accept, you know, the dailies, the very first thing it does is as soon as you talk to him, it, you don't even have to do it. It just completes the quest and gives you this memento. But unless you mm. actually looked at what the memento said, you wouldn't have yeah. known. That's, that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a thing. So um, it at least it's a little easier to get than the last holiday event. I mean, I'm not going to say anything bad about the holiday event because they were all really good. But the last holiday event, it was even a little more difficult to figure out because most people didn't even know that the the New Life Mead was around, right? Yeah, it didn't tell you. It didn't. It was just there. And yeah. if you knew, you knew. But um, not everyone knew, yeah. obviously. An appropriately timed Easter egg. Yes. Yeah. So what what have your thoughts been about the Jester's Festival? <coughs> pardon me choking on my tea is my first thought uh, but my second my second thought is 
um, that it seems a little smaller and shorter than the New Life Festival. Uh, for the New Life Festival, there were sort of, I think, about eight, maybe ten activities that you ran around Tamriel doing, you know, things like dancing in halls and throwing knives in the air um, in halls and throwing mud ball pouches at at uh, high elves and, and things. And that was always, that was a lot of fun, but individually they didn't take very long to do. Mm-hmm. In this one, there seemed to be three, there are three tasks or rather there are three, you know, the, um, there are three places you go to pick up the quest and they have longer, um, what's the word, activities yeah. that you have to do. Um, so the pig one is my least favorite of the three because... <laughs> It invokes a necessary amount of bounty unless you're very lucky, in my experience. Um, and so you, you're sort of waiting around and trying not to get caught with this pig. And I find that deeply frustrating because I'm very, very impatient for things like this. I want to do them quickly because I want to do them on multiple characters. And having to sneak around with a pig behind me is not my idea of stealth. So that's a problem. Uh, then there's another one where you're going in... Um, some ruins, which I think is my favorite one because you also pick up um, some decent mats in there because there are loads of harpies. So I was picking up rubido leather uh, while gathering the, whatever it was, the alien uh, bone dust or something. Right. And, uh, and it was a good excuse to be back in a nice big alien ruin, which I like. And then the one I did in the middle, um, it was the one for King Emmerich, I believe, was the middle one, possibly. Um, King Emmerich is one. the alien one. That's the one where you go into delves. The... Yeah. So the other one is throwing fireworks and things. Yeah, throwing fire. No, that actually no. is part of um, the Ebonheart Pack. One is the pig. Uh, no. Jer- yeah, Jeru needs a wife, and you got to go find his princess, which is a pig. Um, yeah. Which, uh, well, I'll talk about that a little bit then. Uh, yeah. Then the then the King Emmerich one is the one where you go into Alien Runes, but this is actually one of the longest ones to do. Yeah, if yeah. because. If you don't care about bounty, for instance, you can literally just get on your horse and run with the pig, and uh, you only have to slow up like once or twice to let the pig catch up. Like you can go really quick. The yeah, unless you get caught by the guards, yes, which I did in one time, and that and that made, meant I had to pay off my bounty, and it meant that the pig went back to the start. So you have to restart the whole quest. Here's here's a tip for you: um, invisibility potion when you talk to the pig. Uh, potion of invisibility that way if you're not wearing like if you're medium armor you don't need to worry about it because you have all the stealth bonuses and stuff like that no i've got black crows now yeah you don't need to worry about any of that all you got to do is potion of visibility so you're you know invisible when you touch the pig and then don't go on any of the main roads kind of do a parkour thing like follow the main road to the side so you can see it because the butcher comes out at specific points. Like you can see her. You don't even have to stealth the entire, you don't have to stealth at all. You just walk down the road. And when you see her going, coming at, you know, coming in front of you or whatever, just get off the main road and jump around like parkour, parkour on the rocks or whatever you got to do. Um, it's, Mm, it's not that bad. I'll I'll try that later when I do my, uh, when I do the next one. Yeah, because I, I finished uh, 
well, I mean, obviously, I finished all the achievements. I have everything done right now. So already, wow, that's quick. Yeah, everything well, is done. I've been quite busy this week with with some personal stuff, but uh, that that is something I want to do. So I need to get all these things. I need to. I need these achievements. I did it for New Life. I got all the achievements for New Life. But actually, some of the recipes um, they're quite valuable in the guild stores. Um, they are, you, and they're really they're really valuable. Period. Like yeah, they're, they're great. They're really good. Uh, a lot of people are saying these are some of the better PvP ones that you can get. Yeah, like they are. because they give they raw are. stats and resource regeneration. That's amazing, you know. Some so, of them do, yeah. Some, some of them, them do, and there the are purpose. several. There are about, I think, there are four recipes in total, and they're yeah. definitely all worth all worth having. Yes, all having. But be careful which character you apply it to, because some of them are better. Like one of them gives you. So, uh, two hours, a, a very high level of um, magicka increase for two hours, but that's not going to benefit you if you're a stam DK, for example. So when you get those, unless you're planning on um, on you know getting them all for all of your your alts, then uh, be careful which one you apply it to. Right. Friendly advice there from someone <laughs> who did it wrong the first time. <laughs> I, I I don't have a lot of alts, so everything goes on my main, and any extras will then go on my on my alt characters and stuff like that, yeah. who are my crafting nuts. But um, yeah, no, it it's definitely an easy event. What is the queen's one? The queen's one is where <laughs> people are not happy, so you have to go throw rose petals on them. You go and throw rose petals. Yeah, you have to go up to the the college. In uh, in Oridon, I think it is, isn't it? The, the, the college yep. where they have all that. Skyrim's well, storylines in there, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, that one because there was it was all a controversy about students being murdered or something. I mean, it's been about three years since I've probably done that quest. Um, <laughs> it's certainly long enough for me to be un hundred percent sure about it. But I remember enjoying that quest line quite a lot around the college. If it's the same college, which I think it is. It probably is because there's not a lot of ones with college in it. But, you know, it, it is yeah. what it is. I, I don't I don't even remember it. And I did it fairly quickly. So, But then again, it was well, Albemarle Dominion. So, I remember you paid at least some attention to it because in one of the very early episodes of Tales, um, you did talk about that storyline. Because it would have been at the start of your silver, Cadwell Silver back in the day, I think. Because well, Oridon. No, Oridon was it. gold for me. Oh yeah, Ebonheart Pact is is gold. The college is definitely there, isn't it? Maybe uh, I'm thinking there is a the college there. Yes, there is. I just I don't remember college that of Old Mary something. Yeah, Old Mary pro- 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 property. I don't know something like that. Right. Maybe it's a different college. No, it must be that college. It must be. I did that one very recently, but because it was you know Oridon, I was kind of like, eh. but anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's four recipes to collect. There's one rune box, which is essentially is the, um, it is the, the cherry blossom that you get for the one quest, but it's a memento that you can use. So you can use it whenever it is that you want. Mm. Um, it's interesting. They, they, They hold their value. I'd recommend keeping hold of them and not selling them yet because for a little while, they'll become more valuable in the guild stores once you can't acquire them anymore. Because they'll get used up, and then people who didn't play the festival will want to buy them. And I've still got a bunch of bathing towels and mud ball pouches from the New Life Festival that I'm still flogging in guild stores, and they're selling for, you know, between one and two thousand gold a, um, a piece. Jamitali um, is not going to buy you a house, but um, if you've got a lot of them, it's 
it's a decent chunk of change. Yeah, I mean, over time, it, it definitely it's not something to you know whatever with. They're, they're pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the memento is gonna. Other than collectors, it's not really a fun memento. <laughs> it's a memento that when you use it, literally the people above get cascaded with cherry blossom leaves. Which is fun to have, and they'll look fun in PvP. Yeah, well, you can't use mementos in PvP. That's a problem. Can't you? There's one. Oh, okay. No, there's one. They removed uh, all that. There's a personality that you can get that changes some of the um, the emote personalities you can use. You can't use mementos. That's going to be great. One of the leaders of my my main PvP guild was going mad for this and say, right, everyone needs to have this because these new emotes, this is what we're going to do over the corpses of the bananas and PvP. <laughs> so I, I, it- I'm fine with this as long as you're doing it to, you know, bananas. Of course. Absolutely. Bananas are there to be peeled. That's right. Um, yeah. I don't know how I feel too much about the quest in general. Like, like I said, they're not hard to do. There's only three of them you can do. So if you're really trying to go after everything, um, there's you obviously want to do it on multiple characters. Make sure you have time to do it. Mm. This doesn't feel like it, it's a longer event than what I have. Like the amount of stuff that it had to do. Obviously, I'm done with it already. Um, it didn't take me very long. I didn't even do it on multiple characters. I really only did it on one character, um, mm. and still got everything. I got I got lucky, and of course, Linway uh, gave me um, the the rune box, so I didn't have to continue doing that one. So I had someone in the guild give uh, me a rune box. That's the best thing. If you can play with somebody who doesn't really care, who's not really a completionist, then you can sort of double your double your um, your earnings for uh, for these festivals. <laughs> my my brother, um, who he doesn't. I mean, he does play PvP, but he's mostly in it. You know, he's a very casual player, but does play often. We we've, we've played since the beginning. And uh, for the you know for the New Life Festival in particular, you know, we were going through doing these every single evening, and he'd just go through and just give me all the boxes that he got. He's like, yeah, I don't care about this. I want the XP. I want the fun. Um, you know, I'm I don't I don't care. What's a Nord Bathers Tower? Why would I want that? And I'm like. Oh, You'd be surprised. It's the new meta in PvP, especially now with the Nord bathing towel and the crown of misrule. Yeah, that's the ultimate troll outfit. Yeah, they're they're going to be they're going to be a lot of fun. But hey, there's something that I wanted to point out that I I liked a lot about this, and I don't know if this is new or not. Mm -hmm. But there's an animation, a character, an NPC animation for I think he's I think it's the Khajiit. It's I think it's an entirely brand new NPC character animation. It's very flamboyant, almost like a dance. He almost dives off screen in in, in part of it. It's the jester's personality. Is that what it is? Yep. Yep. Because I've not seen any other character do some of these moves that, that this guy does. It just came out. Like if you you can get the personality on your uh, on your character now, it's like a thousand crowns or something like that. For the uh, right. life of the event, and uh, yeah, it's it's pretty silly the amount of stuff you can do. But he's doing the jester personality. A lot of them are. Uh, um, okay. Yeah, that explains it a little bit then, because I, I was I was I was wondering. Yep, they're all they're all using the jester personality. There we go. But I like those because, particularly when you play some of the older some of the older standard zone quests, you know those the standard kind of motions that they make. You're sort of like. 
Oh, God, yeah, I've seen that. Angry Face 3 and Injured <laughs> Elbow. The Injured Elbow. Like, people need to look after their elbows more in this game because how many times have you seen somebody resting against a post holding their elbow in pain? Like, Yep. It's the only yeah. injury that happens in, in Tamriel. Just elbows. It, that's it. <laughs> it, it and really knees, is. apparently. You know, knees are a problem too. You got to watch those. You know, yeah, arrows to the knee. Arrows. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, I'm glad I pointed that out because that I, I liked it, and I'm glad I understand why that exists now. Yeah, yeah. A, a couple people in, in our guild have been running around with the jester's personality. We saw him the other night during trials, and it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I've decided that for the month that I get married, so I'm getting married in. Uh, in October this year, and I've decided that for the entire month, I will play. I'll be playing exclusively in the wedding dress, and anything vaguely um, weddingy, which will include the um, the crown. I think um, that's all I'm going to play in PvP. Be damned! I will be in a wedding dress, slaying Smurfs. Wow, I like it. I like it a lot. I'm fine with this. Now, all you got to do is get your significant other into the game, and then you can Mara her. Yeah, absolutely. She's a little bit more into DuckTales on the NES right now. I had a text from her yesterday saying she'd fired up the NES and was playing the original DuckTales 2 on the NES in order to get the final ending that she'd never managed to ever get. I was like, okay, so you're having a busy evening while I'm away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I honestly can't say too much bad about that because DuckTales was awesome. (laughs) I remember that game. Are you kidding me? That was awesome. it's a great game. It's just quite different to Elder Scrolls Online. This is so true. I need to. I need to work on that. Yeah, yeah. But just keep convincing her. You'll get her there. Um, yeah. So yeah, the event didn't take long. Like I'm surprised. Like I actually sat down like before the show and I looked at it, everything and I was like, okay, let's. You know, I was looking at the dates for the for the notes, uh, and I'm like, okay, I see that. All right, not a big deal. Got it. Got it. Uh, but it didn't register to me how long it actually was. The event itself is going on for almost two weeks. Not not quite two weeks. It's like two days short of two weeks worth of time. Mm. And for the amount, like, there's not a lot to the event. You know, I'm not saying it's bad. I mean, obviously with holiday events, I don't think they should be so complicated. Like, I remember playing uh, World of Warcraft, for instance, and they had a uh, a meta achievement for essentially completing all the yearly achievements, right? That that took a year to do, right? And they gave you a mount and stuff like that, which I really wanted. But it made it insanely stressful when the holiday events came on because you had to finish it all during that one sitting or else you had to wait an entire year in order to try again, right? So yes. doing the holiday events, it was literally nothing got in the way of holiday events. My uh, girlfriend at the time and I were it didn't matter what was going on we did not leave the house until we got our stuff done because it was something i can i can can appreciate the frustration there because i missed the witches festival because i was away yeah and i've got that giant set of achievements just sitting there and i know there's nothing i can do about it until it rolls around presumably in october when also presumably i'll probably be on my honeymoon so (laughs) you'll probably miss it again (laughs) i i feel that pain but hey if you're like a completionist like i know you are and i am it it is a it is a kicker and in that particular event it wasn't just like 
you were screwing yourself out of not only um, not only those achievements and, and rewards, but the entirety of the yearly achievement. You had to wait an entire year in order to get that. Uh, so it yeah. it didn't make holiday events fun and a distraction. It made it very stressful because some of the holiday events in, in, in World of Warcraft, the achievements were not simple, uh, especially when they started doing like PvP achievements and stuff like that. So if you were not a PvP or you're like, you had to log in and do something in a battleground and you're like, uh, okay, so you're logging in, no PvP gear, anything like that, and people are rolling you and you're like, I just want to pick up the flag, okay? That's all I want, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you know what? That's bad for the PvPers because we had that in when they were doing the week of double um, AP in Cyrodiil, the yep. amount of, of, you know, new people playing, you know, new people is good, but huge numbers of new people, that means the fights are bad, and it takes, you know, two hours to get into Cyrodiil. It made it deeply frustrating. Um, so, yeah, those situations aren't good for anybody. No, it, it, was, it was just an overall bad situation all around, and... So I I noticed the length of time for this event. I noticed there's not a lot, but in your situation, like if they let it run for two weeks, they don't want people to go, oh my goodness, if I didn't do it every single day, and World of Warcraft was guilty of this, in order to get some of the best rewards and stuff like that, you literally had to do it. If the event lasted five days, you had to do it at least four of the five days in order to get everything. So yeah. I I kind of like that it's not super long, but the length of this one compared to the other ones made me think that it was shorter than when I sat down and realized I'm like, wow, it's, it's kind of short compared to everything else, given the amount of time we still have left uh, to do this stuff. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, that, that's kind of my thought is it, it felt very short. Like I said, only three quests versus the five or six you got to do uh, in new life. Um, and, but again, you know, without repeating ourselves, you know, they are longer quests. I mean, I've been doing this one running around Oridon now for what feels like about 10 or 12 minutes. Um, you know, that's longer than any of the New Life ones. This is true, but honestly, the length of quest isn't something people care about. They care about the reward at the end, like when you get that box and going, man, I really hope I get one of those four recipes or that rune box or something, you know. Longer no. quests aren't necessarily a good thing, especially if all you get out of it are the dazzling sparkler consumables, and you're like, great, awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll see. Just handing in another one, so we'll see what I get. Nice. So that, yeah. that was kind of my thoughts on New Life. I mean, it's it's a cool event. I, um, I, I finished it, like I said, in two days. Obviously, uh, some of that was because the rune box, which is one of the more rare um items was given to me right away otherwise i'd probably still be doing it because i want to get everything so uh thanks to linway for that she cut out you know extra days but given the fact i only did two days worth of events and then um you know two days worth of events i had almost everything with the exception of the rune box she got two of them in one day she gave me one and I, i was i was fine so i don't know like it just I have plenty of days still left if I wanted to continue doing it. But well, what have I got here? I just got another Princess's Delight, which I've already got, and Cherry Blossom Twig. Yeah, uh, one's hey, uh, a one's a, yeah, but you need that Cherry Blossom Twig 
in order to do one of the achievements. There's an achievement for crowning players with the thing. So the only way to get that is either, one, to get the room box, which, tip for anyone who has the room box, that counts for that achievement. You don't need to get one of the consumables. You can just sit there and spam the memento on people, and it counts. So you have the unlimited use memento that counts, or you have to wait till you get those collectibles to use on players, because there is an achievement for that. So don't, like, trash it or anything, because you need it for the achievement to get the meta. So keep that in mind. But... And what, remind me, which one was that again? What was the memento for that? Um, it's the cherry blossom branch. Is the is the rune box memento? So there's two uh, mementos total for this: the uh, pie of misrule, which you get right away, and then the collectible one that you get from the rune box, which is the uh, a memento of a cherry blossom branch. Essentially, the one collectible you get, uh, you know, the one you just got, the cherry blossom. Got yeah, I have not got that one yet. Yeah, so that's that's it. So that's everything you can get there. So um, it's definitely, like I said, it's it's an interesting event. It, I, I, I love holiday events, so I'm glad they, they add these in. And I love that they add collectibles into this. So there's stuff you can actually get in-game and not just cash shop. So that's always a plus. Um, yeah. It just it felt shorter than New Life. There's less things to collect than New Life. Um because I believe there was three or four, no, yeah, there was three room, three or four room boxes to collect, like two hats, the bather's towel, and one other thing for the new life, but only one room box to collect this time. But you got a yeah. memento from finishing the quest, and you got a hat from finishing the quest. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there were a lot of a lot of room boxes in new life. Must have been five or six. Yeah, there was a lot of those, but there wasn't much from get finishing the quest. You just got it and hoped to get a room box. This time yeah. it looks like it's not like they took stuff away. I think there's one or two less collectibles this time around, but th- it's less collectibles from RNG. It's from you finish the quest, you get a collectible. There's only like one RNG collectible if you don't count the um the the crap are the cooking recipes which you know obviously if you want to collect and get that achievement you need them um Mm -hmm. but all right so let's not derail this any longer with uh with what we thought but all right let's just give a what was your what was your thought on new life like is it a you know thumbs up thumbs down need improvement you mean jester's festival yeah jester's festival just yeah, you said new I did because we just talked about it. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to like them. I mean, I don't know. Some of these, I do feel that to repeat the quest is a little bit laborious. So I think I kind of preferred the New Life one where they were shorter, but there were more of them. It also meant you got a greater amount of experience um, to, for handing each in, which is great for leveling up alts. Um, but on the other hand, they are quite fun. They're, the recipes are definitely worth having, and um, they're certainly worth hoarding um, until the festival's over and then selling for a few thousand apiece um, in the guild stores. I sold one of them for about 3000 the other day. I just guessed at the price, and they sold within about three hours, so that was yeah. quite good. Um, so, yeah, overall, double-plus thumbs up. All right. Um, here's, here's another fun question for you. If you had to rate it between 1 to 5, and also where would you rate it compared to the three that we had, the New Life and then the Witches Festival, which you didn't get to do, so. Uh, yeah, Witches Festival I can't comment on because, I, I, as I said, I didn't do it. Uh, I preferred New Life. Uh, I just thought the variety and the speed that it felt I could do them um, was better. Uh, I'd give it, I mean, 
Out of five, five being greatest, I assume. Yeah, five being greatest. Uh, I'd give it a two and a half. Two okay. and a half stars out of five. That's actually about where I'm at a three because the yeah. they did good with the fact that they gave a lot of the mementos um, early from quests and stuff. So there wasn't the whole, oh, no, I have to get these you know, things are here or whatever. Um, but the fact there was only three quests, they were of varying lengths depending on what you had to do. Um, and obviously I find it, there was more stuff like, even though there was more dailies and yes, it's the same quest you had to do every day. Um, there were more dailies to do on new life, which just, it gave you more things you could do. You got to see more areas. Uh, obviously now the witches festival was my favorite because, um, how they did it is you it was looting skull boxes from delves world bosses stuff like that so it actually got people out in the world and then what you did was every time it was on like a five minute timer um and whenever you killed a boss you got a essentially a skull bucket so it was kind of like halloween you know like candy bucket you got to open the bucket and that's where you got your rewards whether it be motif pages room boxes stuff like that but you could farm it because it was on a five-minute countdown, so I actually had a place that I could go that people were doing uh, outside Deshaun, um, that people were farming the uh, dolmen because it took about five minutes. So every time it came back up, everyone's counter was up, so people were just sitting there farming that dolmen to get um, to get uh, stuff. And honestly, I thought that was the best event because it got people out in the world. And not only that... It allowed people to make money organically via drops from like the world bosses. So I sold so many Mother Sorrow stuff because while I'm farming the candy skull buckets, I was also you know uh, getting pieces of gear from the chest that I was able to sell on the market board. So yeah, yeah, the, that's good. Which festival that's... was the best out of everyone they did? Now, obviously. It was very RNG based because of the candy buckets. So if you wanted everything, you had to dedicate some time. It wasn't wasn't as simple to get everything. Yeah, I think I'd like this one a little more uh, if the pig one wasn't such a pain in my ass. <laughs> and also if, like with the one where I'm in the alien ruin, if there were more where I can also sort of be passively accumulating non-festival things i'd like Mm -hmm. that would also be great you know i think the reason i liked new life festival as a side note a little more is because it did allow you to revisit a lot of areas that you don't typically go to um in your normal you know day-to-day gaming so i liked the fact that it's like oh yeah okay i'm i'm here in this little cavern or i'm here in you know somewhere in shadow fan or something that i haven't seen for ages you know doing a little bits of fishing and i i thought that's quite nice that gives me a reason to just randomly go to these places and remind myself of it and i don't mm-hmm. feel that that's that comes through with with the jester's festival um and i'm not passively accumulating that much useful stuff with the exception of the one in the alien ruin uh, which actually is very useful thank you harpies yeah yeah but even that there's better places to go if you really wanted to farm materials so yeah yeah, if anybody knows where I can really stuck up on Rubidio Lover scraps, that would be helpful. Because Rothgar, my... there's a delve in Rothgar called. Let me pull it up here. It's not the old Olsinium one, right? Because no. I tried that. Uh, Nicol Nick Olvara's kennel. It's right outside yeah. of the city. 
Okay, I will be attempting that later on when I finish this quest on my alt. A bunch of those drawgids or whatever they are, those little dog monsters, you just run around, do a big loop, everything spawns by the time you're back. So you just run that place, and it's just full of uh, the dogs. Tons of dogs. I was using a place just outside of Anvil in the Gold Coast um, where there's kind of like an area with lots of lions and direwolves. Mm-hmm. And you can run around and, and annihilate them, but their, their respawn timer it's it's probably seven or eight minutes, and there aren't that many of them. So I was looking for a better place. Yeah, that and that place obviously is every time you kill the boss too, you get you know the boss rewards. So, uh, so let's actually since we're already talking about, it, let's just go ahead and jump right on into our tales uh, and what we did this week, and for you a couple weeks I guess. So since it's been a while, uh, Nate, what yeah. have you been doing in Tamriel? Well, let me just pull up my folder of screenshots here because I have a few uh, screenshots that I've kept with achievements. Here we go. So um, the first thing that I think is the first and most important thing I did is something I have not done since the Rothgar DLC came out. And that was to complete the main quest of Rothgar. (laughs) I haven't finished it yet either. Oh, you haven't? No. Okay. Well, I wasn't going to give spoilers because I'm sure there are other people who haven't completed it either. But um, I did really enjoy the ending. Uh, I thought it was very, very good. It was very fitting. Um, and and I really enjoyed the overall storyline. Um, I mean, I started it when it came out. Then I went back to it about halfway through. And then I forgot about it because all the other DLC came out. And so I've still got a bunch of delves and, and definitely a bunch of, um, you know, sort of, standalone quests waiting for me to complete them but i thought no i'm gonna go through and i'm just gonna spend an evening and i'm gonna finish rothgar and i did and i did it in one sitting and uh and loved it so i finally got my kingmaker achievement 15 points is all but hell it's sitting there now it's a great little icon complete rothgar's main quests so very pleased to have got that um my next achievement after that was Oh, I, you know, that's pointless. I finally completed the introductory quest you do to get housing because I just bought the house that I wanted and ignored the quest. Right. Um, but I, I just finished that to keep some urns in there. Um, what did we do here? I uh, use the apartments as uh, because inventory, uh, it ta- furniture takes up inventory. So what I do is I use the apartments and I load them. I just throw everything in there. That way it's not taking yes. up my bank spots. That is exactly what I did. And you know which ones are not in your current house that you're in, because they're the ones that are marked as the furthest away from you. Yep. Uh, in little inventory screen. So, it's a, yeah, it's a good trick. I think a lot of people are doing that, and I think that it shows... I mean, that's basically a hack. Like, it's a workaround. And I think it shows that there's a real issue with furniture storage. Like, ESO Plus has the crafting bag. They have surely, surely got to introduce, you know housing warehouse or something for ESO plus subscribers because I've got so many items sitting in a combination of now my bank, my main inventory, and now my little apartment in, uh, 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 what's the pub called again? Um, depends what faction you are. You get one for uh, each faction, but you can act. We're in the correct faction. So what's the correct one? Ebonheart um, pack. So it's, uh, Davin's watch, the Ebony flask. Ebony flask. Yeah. The one with the little, uh, dancing nude lady in the in, in mm-hmm. the top. Oh, that's why it's the best place <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I mean that guy has been having that dance for three years. He's lazy. Can you he imagine? Can you imagine how much that bill is going to be for that lap dance? Because you know, normally it's you know certain amount of money per like you know half hour you pay per song or whatever. He's been doing it for now four years now. So yeah, he's going to need some serious wealth. But frankly, I'm more worried about the dancer because three years of dancing like that, she would have her muscles would have atrophied. So I fear for her. But anyway, um, moving on. I also got two oh. achievements. I decided uh, to do before you do that. Here's another little tip: make uh, a character on each faction. Okay. Uh, the only time I'll encourage people uh, to have one on every faction because you can do that starter quest each time and you unlock the in room um, for each faction. So I have three in rooms. I have an in room in the Ebony Flask. I have one in the Rosy Lion Inn, and then I have one in Mara's Kiss in uh, Valkyard. You can only do the quest again, like I said, on an alternate faction, but you can unlock all three in rooms just by That's... making one character uh, on the other faction, run them through. They do the delve. It's not real hard. And, you know, finish it up. And there you go. Then you got three in rooms to store just for there free. Should, there should be an achievement for having, for disseminating that level of knowledge, frankly. <laughs> I just thought it was. I thought you might find that interesting. It doesn't take you that long. Set aside twenty minutes, and you got yourself yeah. another in room. That is an excellent idea, and a lot of people will have alts on those. Possibly, if they were creating, you know, mule accounts to store stuff before the crafting bank. You know, yeah. I think we all did that for quite a while. Yep. Um, before crafting bags came out, we had alts just with stacks of materials for crafting. I actually have alts for gear now because of all the different sets. So when I collect sets. It goes in my bank, but if it's a if it's a weird set that I don't know if I'm gonna use, but it it has some good stats, so maybe it'll become good one day. Or I'm thinking about it, I'll throw it on an alt, so they'll hold yeah. on to the set just because you never know. Could you find a build that uses a really weird set that you never thought you'd use before? So I, I hold on to almost everything. That way, you know, if I start working on a build, and going, man, I need. I don't know, some random obscure set, I'll be like, oh, wait, I have that on this character. Let me just run and get it, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is a good idea. I mean, I still, I think that plays to that, that, that thing that I think any player of any MMO, and frankly, of any RPG, even of some non-RPG games, will have experienced, which is the idea of uh, constantly hoard items in case they ever become important never use items because they are never important and there's a great meme somewhere on the web of uh of, of that and uh, i mean it's particularly true in like final fantasy and and some of the jrpgs you know you sort of pick up these random items and you think oh, god i'll keep that oh i can't use that now no i've only got four of them now is not important enough to use that you know mega elixir or something and then you never use it I think that as a it kind of spawns off of the rat's tail you get in Final Fantasy One. It was like the first time where you get a random item. You're like, wow, that's kind of worthless. But later on, that's how you advance classes. They never used it again, uh, no. but it always made you think maybe they would. So now you hold on to everything. It did. It did. Good old Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, uh, so the other thing that I was going to point out that I did this week is as part of my Rothgaring, I also finally did Old Orsinium. And uh, I did got the two achievements, the Vanquisher achievement and the Conqueror achievement for defeating all the champions, which I soloed um, and did on my own. And that was it was quite a lot of fun. Um, not difficult that that dungeon, frankly, to do on your own. 
I mean, if the build's right, I guess, but you can you can do that quite easily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I think they're my only achievements. I was going to talk about a bunch of stuff like guild stores because I, I I got into a, a new trading guild that's got a, a very well placed trader in uh, uh, in uh, Deshan in Mornhold and suddenly just sell through the nose. So I've started working out, okay, I need to start crafting gold items and gold glyphs and really start making some serious money. Um, and so I did a lot of that this week and made several hundred thousand gold. But nice. I'm not going to brag about my wealth, but I've, I've earned a lot of money this you, month. You might as well, because I'm poor now. Yeah. Oh, you bought, you, you bought it. I you bought the manor, it. yeah. <laughs> did no. you buy this week? Is that a Tales? Because I'm only halfway through listening to Yeah, no, it's a Tales, week. but yeah, that's going to be a Tales. Yeah, I bought it this well, week. Why don't we move up to your tales then? Because I well, think no, you still have some stuff. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to it. Do I? Yeah, no, I think I've done. Oh, you're done? done? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, they were my achievements and doing the, the Justice Fest, which we've talked about, and making, uh, yeah, making a, a quite a lot of gold this uh, this this week. They were my main points, I think. Nice. I'm in gold making uh, uh, mode right now. Like I joined a guild. I talked to my buddy Obi. Shout out to Lord Obi because he's awesome. He got me into uh, Ethereal Trade Union um, for uh-huh. my like fifth guild, and they have, I believe, they have a guild in Rockwa. So yeah, in the U.S. server, I'm assuming. On the, oh, yeah, on the U.S. obviously, but you know, obvi- because we have I, we have Ethereal Trade in on the EU server. I wonder if that's if one of them is a branch of the other. I would not put it by anybody. Yeah, a lot of these guilds are you know they have multiple. So yeah, I I could actually see that. Um, but yeah, I'm part of that now. Uh, and I also, I have two big trading guilds now and one of them has a trader in Mornhold and one of them has a trader in Rockwa. So I'm, I'm pretty much set with traders right now. So I've been selling everything I can to try to make back money because I just spent, you know, all my money to buy the manor. So now I have the Daggerfall overlook. Um, ah, excellent. Good. See, good, good, good. That is a great, that is a great, a great place to have. It is, but here, here's here's kind of my thought. And obviously, it's not going to take me terribly long to bring get back to four million. So I wasn't really that worried. But honestly, like, it, okay, I'm in the rift right now, and inside of uh, Nimalton as well as Fallowstone Hall, there are those giant Nordic keeps. Like, if you go to those areas, I'm sure you've seen them a bunch. But it's essentially the Daggerfall Overlook Castle, but in Nord style. And I really want one of those, but they don't have any. And I was talking, um, I think I was talking to people while I was trying to make the decision. I'm like sitting here going, well, you know, obviously they're going to come out with some houses for Morrowind, but they're all going to be on Vardenfell. There's not going to, more often than not, there's not going to be any kind of house that looks like Nord on, on Vardenfell. No. We're going to have the Telvanni. We're going to have, you know, probably Balmora looking how stuff like that, that'll fit that architecture. So I'm not going to actually see a Nordic style house. I said at ve- at minimum, if they do add another one, I'm not looking till uh, Q4 or Q3 for a possible chance of a new house. So if I can't in six months get 4 million gold, then I have a problem. Yeah, and uh, that's really what it is. I should have no problem getting back to four million in six months, and if I do, I'm just really bad at this. I know people will probably be mad at me for saying that, but it's true. I'm already up to three. No, 
half a million. So wow. I actually literally went down to about 5K because I, I just ticked over, bought the house. I had like 5K on me, and now I'm back up to a quarter or a half a million again. So Good. well done. It's not going to take me long to get to where I need to go. So, but that was what I was like, man, I'm really going to kick myself if they, you know, they release uh, one of these other houses. Cause like I said, go check out the house in, in, uh, it's perfect. Go to Nemolton in the rift and it's right. It's the house on the hill. All right. Yeah. It's the big Nordic, uh, manor. And I mean, it's the same size as all the other houses, right? Like, cause all the houses that we got are essentially already in the game. Like the Ebenhart, uh, chateau there is already one in stone falls that has that exact same look and that is the uh the the hograr's hold in stone falls is that same like setup they all have the same setup obviously that's that's one of the reasons why i don't like the the medium-sized nord house because it looks exactly like one of the taverns in east march right and it's like the layout is identical. And I just think, well, this house reminds me too much of that bar and I can go to that bar whenever I want. So I didn't, I didn't bother. Yeah, exactly. That's and all of them. They're just reusing models, which is smart thing to do. Obviously I'm not going to give them crap for reusing models. That's just smart. Um, but with that being said, I would have loved to have one of those Nordic houses, but they don't have any yet. And in order to do that, their manor size. So unless they release new manners at some point, which I, I fully expect them to do. Don't get me wrong. I fully expect them to do that, but mm. it will probably be a few content patches till we start seeing those kinds of things. Yeah. At some point I must, um, host a stream when we do the podcast so I can walk people around what I've done with my, uh, with my house. Cause I'm super proud of it. I've created like my own little miniature university, like I decided that my the majority of my house's function, you know, in in uh, in, in my head at least, was that it's uh, it's it's kind of a place where people come to stay and they want to read and learn about history and in-game lore and and all that sort of stuff. So I bought all the majors reprints of all the books. I've got them all lined up in order. Yep. Um, I'm going to do the exact same thing. <laughs> thematically, thematically ordered. Um, I've got a lecture corner. I've got beds where people can go and sleep if they're tired from lectures all day. It's, it's super cool, but it's not quite finished yet. So I haven't, I haven't shown it to anyone because it's taken me so much time to manually place all those damn books. Oh, um, my God. I know exactly what you mean. I'm sitting here going just trying to get the stupid – I sat there and Obi gave me a painting, which is great. He's like, I, since you bought your house, I'm going to give you a painting as like your first, like a homewarming gift, which is awesome. I probably spent 15 minutes trying to get it straight on the wall because I'm like, oh crap, it's not it's not perfectly symmetrical in the center of that entryway. I got to change it. Then I moved yeah. it. Oh no, it's not flush against the wall. <laughs> and I'm like it's, trying to. Yeah, it was it was bad. bad. It was bad. Um. Uh, so other than the house, I haven't really done a whole lot yet because I literally only bought it Thursday night. So, And then Friday we did trials, and I wasn't feeling that great. I started getting a headache about halfway through, and I actually had to drop out because it was it was bad enough that I'm like, I I can't even focus right now. Uh, we were on Mall of Lorcage, and I'm like, I can't focus right now. We're on the final boss. I have a very important task to do because I was one of the runners because people don't like running, and I actually really enjoy it. But – 
I just, it, my head was killing me that much. I'm like, I got to step out because I'm not being helpful right now. I'm probably causing wipes because I can't focus. My head hurts so much. Uh, so I got uh, Nerdman. He he was able to hop in and take my place. So that was that was cool. But Friday pretty much meant I didn't do any type of uh, anything in the house. Because right now I'm in the planning phase. Like I, I literally took a notebook and drew it out with all the rooms. <laughs> and now I'm sitting here going, how? Do, what do I want to make each room? So before I start doing stuff, I I took this little sketch of paper and just you know flat sketch, and I and I made all these sketches on it to show. All right, so this is this room. This is this room. This is this room. And now I'm sitting there going, what do I want to make it? And I you know I write the name on on there, and then I. Then I go to like ESO fashion and I look at all the furniture and then I go, okay, this looks good. I like this. I'll write its name and like where I want to put it. <laughs> that's a good plan. I mean, that's, that's real dedication. Like I'm, I have a more um, ad hoc cavalier approach to decor, which is shove stuff where I want it and see what it looks like and then fix it incrementally. I'm quite impatient and I haven't had loads of spare time over the last month. So it's been uh, it's been difficult, but I'm I'm pretty proud with where I've got it to. I think one of the things I've realized is that lighting in some of these houses is quite a problem. You need lots of art of additional lights, candles, um, lanterns, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I I I've learned. I, I looked up all the not all of them, but a lot of the you know crafting styles for lamps, so I can make lots of lamps to go around the place. Because um, yeah, as I say, you, you need quite a few of them. That's actually one of the first things I did too. It's funny that like you were in my head at this point. The first thing I'm doing with every room is even before I do any other furniture is lights. I'm putting lights yeah. in so I get it to the right light level that I want it to be, and it's then just... I worry about furniture. Yeah. So most of my house is lights right now. Like I have lights everywhere, and I'm trying to get the lighting in all the rooms the way that I want it to look. And once I yeah. once I manage to do that, then I'm going to. Um, you know, start decorating rooms, but, uh, I'm saving money for you because I'm making a library. I'm definitely making, cause that was one of the things I did in the homestead expansion library. I made, I did the library tower. And then what did I do in the library tower? Dewey decimal system <laughs> and putting all the books yeah. in alphabetical order. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's it. The only thing, what I haven't decided to do is the is the zone law. So that's the only one that I've still got outstanding. Like I've done all the basically I've done all the cool ones, you know, aliens and history of Tamriel and Dwemer and you know all that kind of stuff. What I haven't done is like you know Shadowfen law. So right. I just haven't worked right. out what what I how I want to arrange some of those. Um, I'm hoping to do that over the next couple of weeks. So I don't know. We'll see. I hear you. I'm doing the same thing. So, yeah, trying to plan out. And and the thing with housing is I look at it as a long-term goal. It's something that I'm going to be building on over time. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a smart way of thinking about it. Yeah, I'm not in a hurry to, like, I didn't buy the house and go, oh, my goodness, I got I to gotta furniture it, like, right now. I don't. I'm going to do it slowly. I I am not buying anything. I am going to either, you know, obviously Obi gave me a bunch of stuff because he's crafting, so he's he's fantastic. But everything else, if I want something, I'm not going to buy it. Other than other than the things that you can only buy from NPCs, obviously, like the books. But yeah. any furniture-wise, I'm not buying it. I will wait until I find the crafting item and make it myself. You know, the, the diagram yeah, and make it myself. I've, I've, I've bought a few, a few things. A few things. 
hey. some with gold, a couple of things, just really cool things with crowns. I can't remember what the the, the crown ones were that I that I bought. Um, I think I bought a really badass bookshelf or something. Um, I think I bought a huge throne as well in, in crowns and. Right. Uh, the rest I've bought. I bought a few things in gold, but I've now I've now got quite a few um, crafting writs because I you know try and do as many of the the master writs as I can do, and I can afford you know quite a few of the items that that vendor sells you. Yeah. Um, certainly not all of them, and I haven't got my hardened training dummy yet, which is uh, vexing me because I really want that sucker. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know things like the crafting stations and stuff. I've I've got some of those now and. That's quite cool. Well, I didn't put 100 points in crafting on one character to buy stuff from other people. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. Like, it's a happy medium, I like to think. A happy medium. Yeah, like I know a lot of people, uh, like I was saying this to other people, they went and, you know, they're like, oh, I'm only going to dedicate one crafter for this. And, I mean, that was actually probably the smart thing to do, especially early on if you didn't have a lot of points, because crafting does take up a lot of skill points. I mean, I have everything maxed out, and I wouldn't even say maxed out. It's not like I put every single point. I skipped a few things. Um, Did you have? Um, do you skip the ones for, uh, for? I think it's called Keen Eye. I put one point. That's it. Yeah, I have one point in that as well because I use Harvest Map, the add-on, um, which is an excellent add-on if you like crafting because it does two excellent things depending on your preference. Either it puts markers over nodes when you discover them, and they are impossible to miss. They're color-coordinated, 3D. They appear you know, behind rocks, so you can see if there's something behind a rock. The other cool thing that, Master, uh, that um, Harvest Map does is you can upload your local preference file that the add-on creates on your desktop to this website, where it will then add into that file all the known nodes in the entirety of the game, including DLC, and then provide you a zip file to re-download them and replace your originals. And it then means you get this, like, your entire world map has every crafting node, every thieves trove, every uh, heavy sack, everything, even water skins, applied to your map. And... uh, yeah, if you if you're if you're serious about farming and you don't know about that add-on, man, download the hell out of that immediately because and, it's genius. And that's why I only have one point because obviously it's just so I don't miss something as I'm walking by. But yeah, no, yeah. it's that's perfect for me, and and so I do that. I also now that I'm a perfect nine of nine and everything, I don't need the points in the research trade anymore because I'm not researching anything. Uh, yes, yeah, I also have been saving points in the breakdown thing because I have an alt for breaking down. So I literally don't break anything down. I either put it in the bank or I refine mats on my alt. Um, and that saved me a lot of points. At one point I didn't have that because I didn't have an alt that had enough skill points to be the breaker, but now I do. So I don't need to, uh, I just put everything in my bank and she breaks it. So I log her in once a day, go, okay, whatever's in my break or in my bank, that's not locked. gets broken. She just, dismembers everything Uh, and then she gets the higher point you know higher chance at getting uh tempers and stuff and and i can save myself essentially 12 points um but everything else is pretty much you know maxed as it is so yeah i have a little over 100 points in crafting um because a lot of the uh 
a lot of the furniture stuff requires multiple levels. It's not like you can just do, I need blacksmithing. Well, it's like, no, you need six in blacksmithing. You need eight in in clothing. You need four in woodwork. You know, you like you need various levels in order to make certain rest, certain diagrams. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that's yeah. why I kind of, at this point, it validates why I did what I did at this point. So why would I spend money for other people when I already have all the skill points in line, right? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking right now or why I'm doing what I'm doing. So housing is a long-term goal. I have my diagram, just like just like I have at my real house. For those who've not seen my real house, which is a lot of people, but a few people have, um, it's a work in progress. When I bought the house, the house was it's it was older, it was built in the seventies, but the people didn't update it, right? But I'm going to update it. So I kind of planned out everything I want to do in the house. And as I'm getting money, I, you know, buy the materials and then I put it in, right? So, um... you craft your own tables and chairs? Well, that I don't do, unfortunately. Oh, but see, that's I, the, if I could, that would be amazing. Maybe I should yeah. look at that. Um, you got but, a little potion-making station? Because that's what I'm adding to our house next week. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, but, you know, just like, you know, putting tile in bathroom and stuff like that. I can, I'll buy that as I get money because, you know, I find out what I want. I design it. And then what I do after that is I look up the materials, find, you know, find out how much they're going to be. And I start putting away money in a, you know, in a fund or whatever. And then when I get enough money, I go buy the materials and I upgrade. I've updated almost all the rooms except for the bathroom. I have to do the kitchen floor, uh, the entryway floor, and then our downstairs. Like our computer room, I need just to redo. I'm going to rip out the, put drywall up and, uh, lay it you know do a floor leveler because it was a concrete floor with carpet over i'm gonna rip up the carpet level the floor put uh you know flooring in that kind of stuff um but i'm doing the same thing with eso housing i have a plan on what all i want to do and i'm willing to set aside the time and you know gather the stuff ever so slowly and then as i get it i'll start filling in those rooms Mm -hmm. i mean i plan on playing eso for years so why not have something that'll take me a while to get to it right and over time i'll just keep adding and the house will get more and more elaborate so it's good thinking it's good thinking and hopefully one day they'll have usable chests where you can actually store things in your house absolutely see that would actually be something that's cool if they they tied it to housing where you get a chest for furniture um and you know you could obviously make the chest double size if if you're like ESO plus or something like that. So let's say you buy a manor, you can, you can hold a hundred items in the chest that don't even count as inventory. Um, and maybe it's 200 if you're ESO plus, right? Um, yeah. I'm right in thinking actually we can store more in our houses by being ESO plus, can't we? Yeah. We're up to 700 in a manor. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Which actually, I, I saw a video the other day of someone's like, man, you know, the item cap on manners is kind of low. Like, it makes the ha- and manners feel very sparse. And I watched the video. I'm like, wow, it does feel sparse. But when I looked at the item cap, for me, being, like, 700 items, maybe maybe I'm just silly. But I'm starting to think now that the person who did the video wasn't an ESO Plus subscriber, so they only get half of that amount. It might be. The problem that I have with that system is that one book counts as an item. Right. And you can buy... I mean, it must be something like nearly 300 books from the guilds, from the majors guild as reprints. It must be about 300 because there are at least like 10 in a pack and there are 20 packs. That's 200. And there are definitely more in some of them. 
because some of them have got like 14 or 15 editions. And so if you put all of those out, like you're filling up probably at least a quarter, if not a third, even if you're an ESO Plus subscriber, of your total usable item, um, you know, allocation right. just in book. Yeah, which is one of the I was. I did all the, all the cool books first and left the guild lore in my bank for the time being. Because I'm like, I don't know if I need to limit this yet. You know, I've 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 got space for 150 more items. Like, do I really want to use that for books? Like, I'm going to want to do the kitchen at some point. Yeah. So. Maybe I'll split them between two houses and have, you know, if you want to learn about a Tamrielic history and you want to learn about the history of Nern and, you know, what a dragon break is, then, you know, you come to this manor. And if you want to learn about why a spine is erect and why a claw is moist or something, then you go to this manor and you learn about Argonians and Shadowfen. And we'll see. We'll see. Well, here's here's something that I didn't even know about, and I probably should have. I actually thought the reprints were the entire, so they counted as one item, but it was like a set of books. So when you click it, you were able to look at multiple. I didn't know that each book counted as an item. That's yeah, it's that kind of sucks. Yeah, it's a usable. It's it's basically a little chest. You buy a chest of books. So uh-huh. when it's in your in- inventory, it only counts as one item. But it's uh, it's sort of like when you get the you know provisioners packs and blacksmiths crates from doing a quest. It's like it's an item in your inventory, but within it are items that you then withdraw. Right. And you can leave them in the pack in the not the pouch, like you know whatever. You, you leave them in the container, um, and they're there for you anytime you need. But in terms of placing them in in the house they they're all individual items so i placed about i must have placed about a hundred at least maybe 150 books in my house and i've still got 10 packs of like 10 uh you know crates of books like you know 10 for shadow fan and 10 for you know the rift and so forth right Um, see that that that's a killer and i think i said this to someone else as well i said because individual items like, you know, putting that apple on your thing counts as one. And this is what I'm going to do. I plan out the big furniture first. All the big furniture gets placed. So tables, armoires, things like that get placed first. Once I have all the big furniture in, that's where I start knickknacking it out with, okay, now I can put this one table. I'm not going to sit there and make a feast table or something like that and then realize, oh, I can't finish my bedroom because those 900 apples on my table now take up all my space. Right. So yeah, start with the big items, isn't it? Because I mean, the system exists for a really, really good reason, you know, which is that as far as the game's code is concerned, each of those items is just a line of code. Yep. Um, the, the issue is basically making it manageable for the damn things to load, you know, and load efficiently and not cripple computers and memory and stuff because it's just too much to deal with, which is why a cupboard can take up the same space as an apple because the code doesn't care. Yeah. But I do think that a degree of flexibility when it comes to things like books or lighting, uh, you know, could be improved upon somehow because um, it is a little bit ridiculous that if you buy all those guild books and if you've got a small house, your house might just be in order to store all those books, which might be fine. You might just want to treat it as a reading room. Right. It's your home away from home, and it's, it's got a chair in the middle and stacks of books. That's all you want. And if so, that's not a terrible thing to do with one of the, um, the, the houses in the inns, like in the, um, the one we talked about earlier. But in terms of like your main house, you, you've got to be quite careful about how many books you choose. I think that's a shame. That is that is a shame. That really is. I'm, it 
it does disappoint me a little bit in that regard. Um, like I said, it would be nice if they would just make, I'd be perfectly fine with doing something along the lines of, uh, I'm only do you know, like uh, a book is only one item, right? So like, or uh, a series is one item. Like you, it, it counts as like when you pick it up, it's a, it's a, all you see is like when you look at a table, there's like a row of books. But when you click on it, it's just every book that was available. You just have to page through it. So it's like page one through three is Tamriel lore one. Then when you hit page four, it's Tamriel lore two, you know, and that's where you go. Yeah. That'd be quite neat. That'd be quite neat. I've also worked out there's a little flaw in the layout system. If you put the books too high, you can't actually read them. Oh, really? Yeah, because I tried creating like two tiered shelves where I had one that was sort of like at my at my character sort of knee height. Then I had something like a lantern in the wall, and then I put another shelf above it and put some of the other books on the top, which would have been above head height. And it was frustrating me that I couldn't activate these books once they were placed. Then I realized, okay, actually, this is because they're too high. And I moved them down, and it was suddenly fine. So there are a few glitches um, with interactables if they're, if they're too high, which is a shame. Right. Uh, yeah, that is, that is actually uh, a really big shame. So. Yeah. Just um, one side note. I, w- I was just looking through the, a guild store because I, I checked some of the guild stores in case any idiots accidentally sell uh, really big uh, writs, sealed writs for very low money, which I've done. I've, I've caught twice now. I got one the other day that had about 70 writs and it was on sale for 5,000 gold. I was oh. like, Score. You made out like so a honestly, bandit. Do you want to share? Do you want to hear my technique actually for finding this? Yes, yes. Little little inside tip, but don't do this on the EU server because I want to find this. Please, <laughs> only this North American. Only you on the North American mega server. Here's what you do. Dead simple. Go to a guild store, search for all items. Just leave it blank. Legendary. Start search. Reorder the time so that thirty days is at the top, and then look at what's there for thirty days because other people will buy these things up quickly. But if you just look at what's at the top, you know, just the first page of results, always check the writ, sealed writs there because twice now I've caught people selling ones where they've obviously just not known what they're worth and right. you'll find a bargain. But don't do it in any of the really good areas where the guild, the proper trading guilds operate because all the members will be wise to how much these things are worth. I find that some of the places in Stonefalls, some of the places in um, in Rothgar now are quite good for finding these 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 bargains. Um, little trip for you, little meter of tip. There's one guy here selling one with 328 writ vouchers for 500,000 gold, which is not a bad price. But man, can you imagine getting a writ voucher with 300 vouchers in it? It's badass. Yeah, no. Uh, damn, never seen one that high. I haven't either. The highest I think I've ever seen was like 90. The current rate right now, at least on the U.S., is like 2K per writ is what? In EU, it's it's currently about 1.2, 1.3. Okay, so you're a little lower. I mean, that was the last time I looked at it. People are considering about 2K per writ is what things are going for here. Uh, but yeah, no, that's a, that's an awesome tip. And, uh, in fact, I might just do that right now. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, other than the housing, which I know we kind of went on for a while, which is awesome. Uh, I've been doing a lot of solo on Craglorn still. Um, cause my Magicka Templar build is just so stupidly powerful. It's insane. Like I, uh, 
I ran uh, a few dungeons with a few guildies. Uh, just I wanted to do runes of Mazatune and sh- uh, Shadow or Cradle of Shadows because I've never done them, right? And I like doing them with guildies because Nate, obviously, you know me. I yeah. like to sit and read the books. I like to you know take my time. So doing it with pugs is not really an option because I don't want to make them suffer through me reading books and talking to NPCs. Etc. Etc. Because we're we're on people's patience if you're not ready. So I always try to go with guildies. Well, Ark was supposed to come with me. Ark, if you're listening, oh. you. Um, and he, I sent him a message. Now, obviously, he was tired, so he, he fell asleep. Uh, but Ark was supposed to go with me, but he didn't. So I'm like, all right. Uh, I was in a queue, and I actually got into Cradle Shadows. I got into with a pug group and I said, guys, this is my first time in here. I like to be here for story. I'm going to take my time. If that's a problem, let me know and I'll drop. And everyone was like, no, I don't care. I'm here for the daily. I don't, I don't really care. Half the other people are like, this is my first time doing it too. So while I'm not really care about the story, I don't really know what's going on. So I'll still look around while you're talking to NPCs. So, that was actually really cool because normally it doesn't pan out that way. I was fully ready to drop. I said, hey, I'm going to talk to this NPC. I'm going to listen to what she has to say. Uh, and if I see a book or something, I'm going to read it. Now, I read pretty quick, so it's not like I'm going to be sitting here for an hour. But, you know, I'm going to take my time. And they were okay with that. So I actually got to uh, do Cradle of Shadows, which even on normal, oh, my goodness, is it difficult. Oh my goodness. Um, the next day I decided, all right, that worked out so well. Let's push my luck and let's go for, um, let, let's try it again, but let's do it on, uh, runes of Mazatune. I didn't actually have to because I got guildies to come with me. Uh, so shout out to Ray and Mishka and, uh, Oh, I wrote the name down. Now I lost it. Now I feel really bad. Well, I'm just going to look him up real quick in the guild. Uh, because I want to make sure I say his name right. Um, and why can I not find him now? Oh, it's killing me. It's killing me. I was to say smirchy. Um, yeah, I think now mate was a smirchy. Uh, I am so sorry. The other person who was there, I apologize. I wanted to give a shout out and I suck because I can't remember, uh, what your character name was. Um, but he was really cool. He decided, I'll go with you. Uh, I'll play on my Nightblade. I've never actually, oh, I haven't played my Nightblade forever, so it may suck. I said, it's okay. It's our first time going in. We're all going to suck, right? So, um, so we went through, and it was cool because while we were doing it, we only did it on normal. I was telling the people, just hold back. I'm going to see if I can pull this entire room and solo it. And I was soloing all the different rooms on my uh, DPS Templar because it's <laughs> insanely powerful same thing in craglorn that's what i've been doing i've just been running around doing my doing my thing but it's been so insanely powerful that i've i i've soloed all of craglorn right now i've actually ran across one boss who i could not solo only one and it was in Skyreach hold uh it was it's an optional boss it's not even a main boss he's off in a corner it's a manticore uh, that when you kill the guys, they're like, oh, we can't control this manacore. He'll kill us all. He actually did. He one-shot me every time because he he hit his normal attacks hit for like 24K on me in light armor. I don't know if I was wearing different amounts of armor. Maybe it'd be better, but I honestly think that guy 
you need a full tank set for. Like, you need a tank. Because I was unable to attack him. One hit, and I was dead. That was it. Every time. One hit. Um, so, unfortunately, I had to bypass him. But he was an optional guy. But everything else, I've been able to solo. I've had no issues. Uh, I finished the Grey Pilgrim achievement, which requires you to essentially ki- uh, read th- read all of the epitaphs uh, for the Nidic people in, in all six delves in Upper Craglorn in under two hours. Uh, that was easy. I just, I mean, it took two hours. It didn't take me two hours. I think I had half hour to spare, uh, by the time I was finished and I was still kind of taking my time cause I was reading stuff and doing my thing. So it's not like I wasn't doing all of that. Uh, but I managed to finish that, uh, finished all the sky shards, delves, points of interest in Craglorn. Um, I also got my veteran, uh, Ethereum Archive kill. So I finally got Mage Slayer achievement. So that's really right. cool. Um, and by doing that, I got my last gold ring I needed for the Infallible Aether set for my Magicka Templar. So now I have a three-piece. Uh, I got rid of the willpower. Well, I didn't really get rid of willpower, and I'll get into that in a second. Um, but it now allows me to have that extra 5% uh, dungeon and um, trial boss damage Mm. however this is where while i was while i was doing this willpower the way i had my willpower set up i had a lot more resource regeneration i have like none with this other this other set so the only reason why i would wear that would be in trials where i have someone running uh mystic orbs or something some way to get magicka back because if I don't have someone re- some way to regain Magicka, I run out too quick. I've been trying it in normal questing, and I'm running out of Magicka way too fast. I do tons of damage, but I'm out of Magicka in no time. So I switch back to my um, I switch back to my uh, willpower set for when I'm questing, and that just works out a lot better overall. Because I just have more Magicka. I don't do as much damage, but for almost everything overworld, it doesn't matter, right? Um, but yeah, I'm actually the, I'm to the point in Craglorn right now that all I have left is I have to finish the time lost, uh, warrior thing, which is the main storyline for upper Craglorn. So I'm hunting that down. I think I'm on the last quest now and I have to clear sky rich pinnacle. And then I'm hundred percent done with Craglorn. I'll probably get that done tonight. Honestly, after the show. <laughs> um, yeah, I still, I've still got a, a, the main quest line to do in Craglorn because uh, my brother Andy and I, um, we're doing Craglon together, so we've we've got a few of those we need to finish off. It's it's amazing to think that that was one of the first big expansions, and it's one of the last things I have outstanding in terms of zone uh, zone content. Right. Well, for me, I I have a thing about having to do things in chronological order. I know with the timeline for this game is kind of, with the exception of Rothgar, everything else could take place at any point in time. Right. Yeah. Um, even when Morrowind comes out, technically the timelines are separate enough that they're different. So when you go to Morrowind, it it's either happens before or after the plane meld. You don't really. It all depends on where your character is. But you know, like if you finish the plane meld, it happens afterwards. If you didn't, it happens before. There's not that linear progression so much. But for me, my idea of linear progression is when the stuff was released. So I finished gold content a few weeks ago. So now that I finished gold, what is next for me? Well, the next thing that was released was Craglorn. 
Um, and then, well, I've already finished Imperial City because there wasn't a whole lot there. But technically, after that, it would have been Imperial City after Craglorn. Um, mm. I finished Imperial City already. Um, because you know I do a yeah. lot of events, but then after that it's going to be Rothgar, and then it'll be now I finished the uh, the the Shadows of the Hiss because I kind of felt like that was tied; those were independent and they were tied to uh, Shadowfen, so it's fine. I finished those up. So my next I've place will be Shadow of the Hiss. I've done none of them yet. Well, none of those they're really they're fun dungeons, but they are different because they're Argonian. So I should I, I'm. Looking forward to it. Um, well, only the ones are going. Can I solo them? Can I solo them? Uh, are they doable with two people? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I can get Ark to come on and, and do them with me on EU and my brother, and maybe the three of us can have a bash at doing those one evening or a weekend. I think that'd be, you that'd could be a three, lot. You could three-man. Here's yeah. the thing, like my build, I could solo all the trash, no problem. Some of the bosses, though, there's mechanics you can't solo, such as uh, uh. the um, the second to last boss in Cradle of Shadows essentially does this thing where she he ties you to the ground and like sacrifices you, similar to another boss that we know. And uh, yeah, and if you're the only person and he does that, you can't escape, you can't break free. Because it requires someone else to attack the shadows that are holding you down. So you need at least one other person. Um, yeah. And that's specifically that one. Um, I can tell you okay. Vel- the Veladreth, uh, which mm, is the final yeah, boss. We, could, we yeah. could probably talk about this uh, offline, I guess, for uh, and go into depth. Well, we but... definitely can. But I think it makes interesting tells, too. I mean, it, it fits in with what we're doing. So, I mean, yeah. but oh, yeah, sure. the Veladreth one is kind of hard because she does this giant spike thing, which I'll tell you what, I have a lot of self healing when I'm attacking, but it pretty much kills me like almost one shots me every time. So there's certain things where you almost need to group for a couple bosses. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, so I'll probably do Rothgar next because I think that's where I'm at. And then I got the Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood to do. So you've not done those? No, I mean I've literally, I when I start a zone, I will not go to another zone and do its quests because I feel like I, I wouldn't they are leave. Good. They are good to do in, if not in one sitting, in a weekend because the storylines they're, I mean they're good, they're fun, they're quite small, but. If, in my experience, having done this for a couple of them, if you don't do them within a reasonably close period of time, you you sort of forget some of the nuances of the storylines. Um, mm-hmm. And I find it much more immersive to just do them all at once. Or if you mix zones, you forget, like you come back. Now, why? what was my motivation for doing this? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter if you're doing it a second or third time or you're just doing it you know, you're familiar with the story, but for the first time, it definitely makes sense to do those dark brotherhoods. We definitely did in, in a couple of days. And that was a lot of fun to do, you know, to sit down, you know, stock up the fridge and say, right, we're going to do, um, uh, gold, uh, gold coast, wasn't it? Dark yeah. Gold coast. Do gold coast, which is wonderful because, uh, you may or may not, as I think I mentioned once before, bump into Naryu lurking behind a bush, 
Um, and there's a mini, a miniature little Naru storyline that you can, you can do as well. So yeah, you'll, you'll like, you'll like that. I prefer Dark Brotherhood to Thieves Guild, um, storyline wise, but both, both are, are very, very good. Now, can I ask you this? You've done Rothgar and you've done both of those. I've done them all. I've done them all now, except, uh, finishing off Craglorn. Okay. All right. So Crag, Craglorn, Craglorn didn't take me that long because there's not a lot of quests. It's just a lot of clearing. And if yeah. you don't have a build that's really good solo-wise, I mean, it is difficult. It's still, even though they, they removed a lot of the grouping restrictions for the quest, which is good, the game is, Craglorn is still designed as a group event. So nice. you have to be careful because it is a group event. So if you can die, like there's some stuff that is designed for a group of two to three players at least, if not a full yeah. group. So I've just been lucky enough with my build that I can solo everything. Um, like I said, yeah, with the exception of that one boss. It was the only one they, I couldn't finish. Huh. They changed it in Craglon to make it easier to, to solo it or do it with two people. Yeah. In a, in a recent patch. Because there, were, there was one or two. There were one or two that I think I did originally. Because I did play some of it when it first came out. I think... Um, like with pressure plates, you have to have like yes, people three people. They removed all that. Thank goodness. Yeah, do you remember that? Because I remember doing that the first time, um, and uh, yeah, and I thought that was uh, that was a bit frustrating at the time because because even I if you were good enough to get up to it, you physically couldn't get by that. Yeah, that was yeah. annoying. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I I one hundred percent agree. But I was able to solo it. So I mean. Like I said, I only ran into one person who I was not able to solo. It was a, it was an optional boss in Skyreach Hold. You didn't even have to finish him. I just he one shots me because he hits so hard that he one shots every time. So yes. yeah, unfortunately, I just cannot beat him without somebody absorbing the hits, uh, which. It sucks, but it is what it is. He's not necessary to actually finish it. He's, you know, he's not even considered the final boss that gives you the clear. He's just an optional side. Like even the quest, it's like when you walk through, there's like this little alcove over to the one side, and the quest is clearly pointing you through this doorway. But if you go through this alcove, there he is standing there. But you don't actually have to go in if you don't want to. Huh. So, I mean, there is that. Uh, let's see. But yeah, um, so my question is, because Dark Brotherhood and Thieves Guild are independent storylines, how long did they take compared to Rothgar? Because Rothgar's huge. It's difficult for me to know exactly because I did Rothgar over such a wide period of time. Um, right. There's definitely more to do in Rothgar than, than the others. Um, the main quests... I mean, I feel like the main quest for Thieves Guild took a little longer than than Dark Brotherhood, but they they feel like they're about the same size. Rothgar definitely there's more, and there's more to do. There are more distractions in Rothgar. That's one of the key things. There are more. There's a wider range of other things to be doing in Rothgar. You know, quests that pop up some of the repeatable dailies um, mm. that are there, which I guess are there in the others too, but I couldn't put a time on or a percentage on how much longer it took. Cause I might end up because Rothgar is so big. Maybe I'll do the thieves guild and dark brotherhood first. Cause their Cause zones are also yeah. remarkably smaller. 
So I could. Br- they are, but the um, the thing I'd, I'd say is that you don't really run into many orcs doing either of them that I can really think of. So, in terms of keeping the t- the storylines separate in your head, I don't think you'd struggle. Okay. Um, you deal. Yeah, you don't. There's like an Argonian that plays a very prominent role in Thieves Guild, Dark Brotherhoods. There are a couple of orcs, but they're mostly not. So I don't think you'd you'd struggle to separate them. Right. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll think about because I know Rothgar. Obviously, I don't have as much play time to play all the time because you know, with my kid, I don't I don't play during the day. This I got a lot done with Craglorn because my my wife was away. She's visiting her, her family and stuff like that. So she's been away. Well, she's coming home this week. Uh, but she's been away for two weeks. So I've had two weeks where I've had no one at home. So it was the perfect time to go, all right, let's just, you know, ESO all day. Stuff I couldn't do when my kid's home because I want to spend time with him. I go home from work. Normally I would play with him for a few hours, and then I might get one or two hours a night. I'd get home from work. I got like four or five hours at night. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. let's just go nuts, and I finished everything. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that doesn't happen that often. So I I won't have that going forward. So it might be more advantageous for me to do Dark Brotherhood or Thieves Guild next, only because I can probably fit that in fewer sessions. You know what I mean? And take care of those. Maybe yeah, not. I definitely. I try. I try and do them in fewer in fewer sessions. Yeah, if you, if you're able to set aside some time, I mean, give yourself two, you know, two solid evenings for for either Thieves Guild or Dark Brotherhood. Two solid evenings solo, even you can you can do. Um, the only challenge with Thieves Guild and Dark Brotherhood that do, in my head, make them most significantly different from Rothgar is that the quest lines only become available when you hit certain levels in those re- in those zones quest lines. So Thieves Guild will have to hit level 2 before um the next part of the main quest will appear. That's and not a order- problem. I've I'm already yeah. 20 in like Legend Domain and stuff like that because of doing all the other stuff. No, they would they're separate. They're oh, separate. it's separate. Oh. They're separate because it's a Thieves Guild skill line. An adult brotherhood skill quest line, uh, skill line, sorry, and you have to rank up in those. So basically, there are ten levels for dot brotherhood, and each of the ten main parts of the story appear when you hit one of those levels. You'll you'll get someone who says, "Hey, come back to the hideout. Somebody wants to speak to you about something." And the way you get them, obviously, by doing the main quest, they give you XP. But you also do things like the bounties and the daily quests and and some of that stuff. So there's a little bit of grinding, but some of those grinds you can only do once per day. Um, but but I'm definitely sure I did Dark Brotherhood in, in a couple of evenings, so it can be done. Right. But you've got to be focused. And that's that's the difference between Rothgar. Because Rothgar, there's no Rothgar skill line. It's just main quests. I'm only finish. hampered by how fast I can like, go through the stuff. Yeah, it's like you you finish a quest and next time you hit Rothgar, some messenger will run up to you at the Way Shrine and say, hey, the king needs to speak to you or so-and-so's mother needs to come and have a word with you, whatever. And uh, that's the main difference. That's probably one of the most different aspects in terms of time 
you're asking about time requirements. Yeah. That is the biggest difference in terms of time requirements. Yeah. So then I'm probably going to stick with what I said before is Rothgar. Because, yeah, while it might take me longer, I'll just be doing quests as I go through versus. I tell you what. I tell you what you could do if you want to do it like that. Here's a tip. I couldn't use this tip. Go and start, like start the start the quest line off in both of them, or at least one of them, and just get it to the point that you can go and accept the daily delves because the delves have nothing to do with story, the yeah. main story certainly. You can they're just repeatable dailies like any other daily dungeon. Doing them will incrementally start adding up your um, your ranking in that skill line, so that when you do decide to do them, you'll you'll already have, you know have advanced that skill line, you know, potentially fully, but certainly a bit. And that, that will help you get through them faster. That, that's, would... a, that's great. So I can start the, yeah, I'll do both of those, get it to the point where I can, you know, uh, accept those dailies every day and then yeah. go do Rothgar and then just do the dailies as I, as I go along. So that way, when I'm ready to start those, I may be yeah. further along. All right. That, that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah, you'll lose nothing doing it that way. Absolutely nothing at all. And it will help you go at your own pace when you're finally ready to do it. Nice. All right. Well, then uh, I'll definitely do that. And I'll let everyone know where I'm at with that uh, next week. Because I can tell you right now, the with only having... I think I'm on the final quest for... Story quest for Craglorn. And I have one more group dungeon to do, which is Skyreach Pinnacle, which I will solo. So it's not that big of a deal. Um yeah, I'll have that done. Like I said, probably tonight. I'll do it after the, you know, I'll get the show ready. I'll edit the show. And then since I'm so close, I'll probably just finish off Craglorn because I am that close to finishing it. So good idea. And then I'll uh, pick where I want to go next. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. really hammering through a lot of this stuff, especially, like I said, these past two weeks where I've had, unfortunately, no distraction. I miss my, you know, my son desperately, but. I've had no oh. distraction from him, which honestly, ESO, while I love, doesn't cover it. <laughs> I would gladly take playing with my kid any day over over this. But while I uh, had nothing else to do, um, I it, de- it definitely helped me get through these past two weeks because otherwise I'd be just sitting moping around the house. So ESO definitely got me through the these two weeks that uh, my son's been away. Um, but, oh. yeah. I'm sure they take an excellent care of the little Nordling. She calls me. I read to him at night, so I get to see him and everything like that. And he's so cute because he tries to hug the phone. Because when he sees and me, he grabs the phone and hugs it. Son, the lusty Argonian maid. <laughs> I should I should do that. Just start reading ESO books. Like last night was green eggs and ham. Tonight's going to be the lusty Argonian maid. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's fitting. So, if I had kids, that's what they'd be reading. <laughs> it sounds like I need to uh, log on to the EU and go to your house, so that way, like, I can grab my laptop, and then, yeah. like, when she calls me, I'll be like, "Okay, hold on, uh, let me boot up my laptop. I'm going to go into Nate's house." All right, we are reading Tamrielic History, Volume One. <laughs> Just gotta, Daddy, you'll see me sitting in the you? house. What Who's was that? <laughs> <laughs> Who's for that? Yeah, yeah, so awesome. He's uh, a poet. He's a poet. Hermaphrodite too. He's a warrior poet. He she. The he she. Yeah, it, it's amazing. He's awesome. He's he's great. He's part white. He's part part black technically because you know Dunmer 
Chimere, whatever. He's and he's split right down the center. It's great. I guess yeah. he'd be more like ashen and yellow, right? Yeah. Chimere were Chimere were kind of yellow. They weren't they weren't as yellow as the high elves were, but mm. they they had that kind of peach tone but with a little bit of yellow. And now here's a question. Do yeah. we know what sort of skin color the Dwemer were? Because you see some of them in ghost form, and you see, what's his name? Not Ogrim. Uh, Yagrim. Yeah, Yagrim Bangriff or whatever his name is. Uh, yes. But well, with his skin, I honestly think they had peachish skin. Um, but it's hard to tell because the only living Dwemer that's around was also infected with the Corpus disease. So I don't really know whether or not his skin color was that color or whether or not, you know it was also part of that skin disease or, you know, that, that corpus disease that may have affected it. But in every piece of art I've seen about Dwemer, and again, some of this might've been more fan related. They are clearly Caucasian esque. Well, I shouldn't say Caucasian esque. They actually look more, uh, Persian. Mm. So like, because all the depictions and, and that we've seen that fan art that's been drawn of Dwemer and stuff like that, based off of like the effigies and stuff like we, that we've seen carved into the walls show them as being very Persian esque with these big, long black beards, uh, even their, their art style and clothing style that we've seen in, in, in pictures and carvings has been very, uh, Persian esque. So mm. based on that, I would say they were, and most of the elves, the Aldmer had that, yellow not 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 quite the yellow of of somerset but a mixture of the yellow and and white features that was that was what the aldmer originally were well here's a perfect example the aliens look at the aliens look at the last king of the alien when you see him he he's darker like he's a very dark peachish color but he's still a peachish color so and mm. I think the Aliens were one of the closest in look to the original Aldmer, with the exception of the Altmer themselves. But they, Somerset Isle kind of manipulated them to have that very yellow hue. And it even says in the lore that a lot of that yellow skin is because of Somerset Isle. So, um, you know, yeah. it is is what that is. So, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of the end of our tales folks. And also the end of this episode, I believe, I hope you've enjoyed, uh, Nate, that was fun lore discussion. <laughs> it always uh, happens and it's always enjoyable. It always is. I even said like, to like, like your second sneeze, you sort of know it's going to happen and you're very glad when it does. <laughs> It, it definitely like uh yeah i even said before the show started with how little news we had i'm like it's not gonna be a long show we're at an almost two hours <laughs> always happens it always does so um yeah that that's a show ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoyed this episode of tales of tamriel very tales focused very uh housing focused which i hope everyone enjoyed as much as we did talking about it um come back next week same time same place We'll have another episode that you can enjoy. Nate, do you have anything you want to say before we sign off? No, not at all. Uh, only that if you're on the e- uh, mega server and you want to um, either, if you want any help getting into PvP or if you're looking to do any 
trials, then uh, why not help me learn how the hell to do them? Um, you can add me, uh, Miss Misa, uh, M-I-S-S space M-I-S-A, is my main and, and pretty much my only only character. I have a couple of others, but look me up with that. And um, let's 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 have some fun in uh, in EU. Excellent. Uh, obviously, if you want to join our guild, you can send me a message on North American PC Mega Server at Agelos A G G E L O S. You can follow me on Twitter at Agelos A G G E L O S underscore W O F. You can follow Nate because he didn't say it at Nate E S O on Twitter. Uh, that's yep. where you can follow him. Uh, of course, check out all of our stuff: DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, YouTube.com/slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork, and of course, Twitch.com/slash DungeonCrawlerNetwork. I'm sure you're seeing a trend here thank you so much we hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next week have a good night everybody Drums of war